Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of There's Still Time, the AFTN Soccer Show. Broadcasting on CITR Radio 101.9 FM, I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. And I'm Zachary Adam Eisenheimer. And we're excited here at AFTN Towers. At the time of releasing this, there's five more sleeps until the Whitecaps kick off their 2021 MLS season. Just three more sleeps until the actual MLS season itself gets underway on Friday, with Houston against San Jose, 5 o'clock Pacific time, and Seattle Sounders taking on Minnesota at 6.30 Pacific time. The latter of which should be an absolute cracker between two of the teams that I feel are going to be right up there challenging for Western Conference title honours and maybe even MLS Cup honours this season. But more of that in the shows to come. But yeah, not many sleeps to go now. It, it, it's exciting. It feels such a long time since the, the Whitecaps were in action in a proper competitive match. So I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's just such a busy week. We've got so much stuff that we want to bring you. And we, we were thinking of the best way to do that. So I kind of put a poll out on Twitter on Monday asking listeners and our Twitter users to decide would you prefer a series of shorter podcasts, maybe on a daily basis? Would you prefer just a couple of longer podcasts or, or did you not mind either way? So the, the two main replies we got were folk either not minding whether there was long or short or preferring the shorter ones. So we're going to do something a little bit different. We haven't done this before and it's something we've talked about before. We don't know what the listenership will be like for this. It might be just too much stuff coming out in too short a time. So this this is going to be a bit of a test for us as well to, to see whether you guys want us to do stuff like this. But we're going to bring you out as many daily shows as possible between this episode and the Whitecaps kicking off for first kick on Sunday. Sunday as well, we're going to be doing our live YouTube watch-along so make sure you subscribe to youtube.com backslash AFTN Canada. Turn on notifications as well so you know when all these shows are going live. This episode of the AFTN Soccer Show, we're looking at the Whitecaps news of the week and the the two pre-season games they had at the weekend and I'll bring you a little bit of audio. Some of the other shows that we've got lined up to bring you, we're going to be previewing the MLS Western Conference, the Eastern Conference, some of the big talking points coming out of MLS around refereeing, concussion protocols, 
VAR, just the general competition side of things in the league. We're going to be making some Whitecaps bold predictions. Steve Zach and myself will have our kind of look ahead to the Whitecaps season. Joe Deasy and the guys will be back with a special show as well, looking ahead to the season to come. And we're going to have a couple of interviews thrown in for you as well. So a lot to bring you. Hopefully you enjoy it. I'd like your feedback if you you like these daily shows or if you like the more regular shows. And that might be something that we, we look to do over the course of the season. So maybe instead of bringing you out a weekly two or three hour show, we maybe bring you a couple of shows out during the, the course of the week. Let us know on Twitter at AFTNCanada or shoot me an email, AFTNCanada at hotmail.com. So, so much to bring you and we're going to be kicking that off pretty soon. But as regular listeners will know, the last couple of shows, we've started them off the same way. The gift that keeps on giving, it's Steve's, I was going to say 2011, it's Steve's 2020 Christmas gift to us. But it ties in with 2011 and the 10th year anniversary. Because Steve gave us Upper Deck 2011 soccer cards and we've been opening a pack on the the shows so far. So we're, we're going to open a pack tonight. We'll open another pack for our other show later in the week as well. And then on our live watch-along that we're doing on YouTube next Sunday, we're going to have all our packs and then Zach and me can come up with our our best 11 so far live on that watch-along. So stay tuned for that. And then No whitecaps yet. No whitecaps yet. No whitecaps yet. Fingers crossed that we might get one in this pack. So let's crack on with this episode's pack. Zach has got his helper again. His son Kirk is opening the pack for this episode. So let's let's see what we've got in our packs. Oh, this is extra crispy rustling on the on the show. Oh boy, that's really loud. Yeah. Oh, now. Oh, this is a this is a good pack already. I'll start off. I'm just looking to see what teams I've got. No, no whitecaps again. But six. Six different teams represented. Starting I off, think, I don't think we have a white cap either. Oh, starting off with number oh, eighty-six. No. Oh no! Oh. oh, starting off with number eighty-six for me. Two thousand and nine MLS Rookie of the Year, LA Galaxies, Omar Gonzalez. Oh, very nice. That's a good one. We're gonna go from back to front like we usually do. Uh, we have this is card number one from the whole series, Michael. Oh. It is uh, Corbin Bone. Oh. Corbin I, Bone. I won't make the joke Chicago. I would have made if Kirk was not in the room. Chicago Fire. <laughs> My second card, Sport in Kansas City. He was with the Metro Stars. He was with the Wizards. Birahim Diop. I get all the crappy cards. Um, This is a player. Let's see if you... Uh, I'm not going to say... I'm, I'm, not, I'm just going to show you the card. Okay. Oh, oh Freddy Montero. Oh, Freddy Montero. <laughs> Kirk was Kirk was pretended he was ripping the car. <laughs> oh, I I'll swap you for that one if you don't want it down the line. Uh I've got a MLS stalwart here. New England Revolution. I got it right this week. Shaori Joseph. Joseph. I knew as soon as you said that it was Shaori Joseph. Uh, my next our next one is defender uh Kasuke Kimura. I've got a goalkeeper now from Columbus Crew, William Hismer. I don't remember that guy at all. Mm. Must have been a backup. He was number one. 
next I have Ford. I think that I, I know this guy. I've hung out with this guy. Um, oh, if it's the right guy, if I'm remembering right. Uh, he's listed here as a Ford. Uh, I think he works for MLSsoccer.com now. Uh, but from at the time, he was on Chicago, the fire. Kalen Carr. Oh, yes. Oh. Yes, he does. Yeah. So Kalen, Kalen Carr I got to know because I hung out with him a little, little bit at uh, Jade America camp. I, I just I, I was curious about William Hesmer I, because you said you hadn't heard of him, uh, Steve. And very interestingly, he's wearing the number one jersey here. Um, but 2012 was his last season. He had six, six seasons, five seasons with Columbus Crew, made 130 appearances and then I had a year out of the game and finished up basically after that. I just don't remember him. I don't no, recall him. I don't I either. I remember him. So my penultimate card for this week, number 54, FC Dallas, Eric Alexander. Oh, yeah. It's I interesting how many of these guys have... Yeah, the, like a lot of these guys, they've had long careers in MLS. Uh, my next one is a defender uh, from Sporting Kansas City, but of course wearing the Wiz outfit, Michael Harrington. Oh, yeah, ah. left back. Yeah. Well, I've actually got a guy wearing the, the Wiz outfit as well, if, if you want to call it the outfit. Um, because let's be honest, it's like Wizards isn't a real name for a football team. So outfit seems a, a good name for that. Now, it's a guy that is very heavily involved in MLS and especially involved for this 2021 season in a, a new capacity. Oh, the coach. He's a new head coach of Austin, DC United's Josh Wolf. Nice. I like that card. These are uh, awesome cars. I'm really enjoying the, the the Steve. My last one for this pack is uh, going is is usurped the number one keeping role on my team because I only have one other keeper and it's a dead bull keeper. So uh, this is Colorado's Matt Pickens. Ah. He's a good keeper. I thought he's a good keeper. He knows it. Excellent selection there. So yeah, that's the gift that keeps giving us. We said now. I'm just going to give you a little bit of a teaser for what we're going to be doing on YouTube next Sunday because my good friend Jonathan in Scotland, he's a Wraith Rovers fan, but he's he's not that bad a person. He said, he said he was sending me a gift. I was convinced it was going to be a Wraith Rovers face mask because that's the kind of thing he would do, but it wasn't. It was the official Scotland Panini Euro sticker pack. Oh. And he sent me some loose stickers one of which I opened on our East Five podcast this week, but I'm going to save the pack and the yeah. sticker album to open it live on the show. Was it all Scottish players? Yeah, it's a it's a 36-page All Scotland. So Johnny Russell could be in there. So, I mean, I won't let be honest. It's not going to be the first picture of Johnny Russell that's going to be sticky in my house. But that, that's, that's for another day. Oh, yeah, your son's still there. Anyway, so enough of all the fun of opening the cards. It's time to get in to the football chat and what is going to be a super busy week in MLS land and especially in Whitecaps land. And we'll start things off in this part, guys, with the Whitecaps news of the week. Uh, yeah, before we go any further, Michael, uh, I uh, I just want everyone to know that un unlike Michael, I have not, I have not spent uh, the majority of my week talking to people like him and MDS more so than my wife and my, ch my children. Steve, I don't know if it was the same for you. Did you talk more to Michael and MDS this week or your wife and your kids? Uh, wife and kids. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, for, for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, we'll be playing that audio later in the show. But basically, I, I if you listen to the last show, episode 439, had a 50-minute chat with MDS on that. We chatted for, for longer than that as as well, like before we were recording, after we were recording. So I was on, on Zoom with him for well over an hour. Um, and then when we went on the call on Saturday after the, the Chicago game, his opening gambit, his opening line was that we've been hanging out a lot together. He spent more time talking to me in the last couple of days than his wife. <laughs> I, I take that as a, a compliment. It's obviously enjoy speaking to me. That's that's what I took that as. But yeah, it's, it's busy time. Every every team's trying to get everything going. The White Caps are basically just trying to get their their players in. And for me, the big news in White Caps land this week is player personnel: Kyle Alexander, David Egbo, Bruno Gaspar. Their visas have all been sorted. They're going to be joining the team finally. Kyle has like tweeted out pictures of him on a plane, I think in business class. He better not get used to that. But he seemed, he seemed super happy to be joining up with the team. Bruno Gaspar's coming over as well, David Egbo. Now, the problem for the guys that are coming in to the country from outside of America is they are going to have to quarantine. I believe it's seven days if you've been in Europe, as uh, some breaking news today, I don't know if you've seen this, Zach, Kendall Waston cannot join Saprissa for their Champions League game because he was playing over in Europe for the Ticos, and because of that, it would have been a 14-day quarantine. So he's not allowed to join up, but if you've not been in there, I believe it's seven days elsewhere. Yeah, that's unfortunate for him for and for his team. They're really going to need him in the what's going to be a battle against Philadelphia. I don't know um, the way that he missed some of those chances in the first leg. Yeah, yeah, but it. I mean, you Playing saw as like a striker. You saw how the game ended, right? Like it. Yeah. It, it, it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a battle. Um, yeah, I, I also saw my news tweet about about Caillou in the airplane. Yeah, better not get used to that. I'll get used to flying that, 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 that in that luxury, luxurious way. Although they're going to be chartering, right? So maybe he will. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just not with beds. Oh, unless, yeah. the, unless, the, unless the White Caps have got so much money now. I don't know I don't know what the Fonzie deals be making them. Maybe they can get those kind of flights. But yeah, Kyle, Egbo, Gasper, visas have all been sorted. Ali Adnan still back in Vancouver, just doing one-on-one training with Vanny Sartini. And like when he arrives down into the into the US, he's going to have to quarantine for five to seven days as well. So we're not going to see much of Ali before the end of April, maybe even into May. It's all now as well. These guys still have to get their fitness levels up. They've still got to get to match fitness, not even just fitness levels. And then building team chemistry. But it's a start. It's a promising start. It's something for them to start building into the programme. And we've talked about it before, but the, this first month, the first four to six weeks, it's going to be a very different looking Whitecaps team to what we're going to be seeing after the, the break that comes up in May. It, it, it's a good start in one sense, but it's also a little bit frustrating that it, you, you have, I mean, not everyone's together for preseason and, um, and you know, able to play right away. I think the biggest frustration... Uh, which people have talked a lot about, and obviously you talked to MDS about, is that the squad isn't complete. There is there is at least one player missing. Um, 
however you want to, I know MDS doesn't like to describe it in certain, or only likes to describe in certain ways. So some people will call it a 10, other people would call it a, uh, an attacking midfielder with certain qualities, I guess is how MDS would describe it. Um, it's unfortunate that that one piece isn't, isn't in, but apparently they're, they're trying to keep hope alive, right? Like that's still. Yeah. I mean, MDS basically indicated that they've identified new targets and fingers are crossed that by the time the May 22nd break comes, because the, the this transfer window closes on June 1st, I believe it is, that this this piece, this attacking midfielder, should be with the team. But we have heard that before. Yeah, I have heard that before. But it's it, I do... And the thing is, that I'm hoping this is the last year. And obviously, a little bit, a lot to do with this with uh, this year, COVID and everything like that. But they've done it in past years too, where they really haven't been able to secure the players they want. Now, on one side, you can say that's a negative because they just haven't gone out for them, but maybe they're just being really picky. And in that way, you want them to get the right players that they want. It's just, it just hasn't happened before. And I'm hoping this is the last time we have to deal with this, where they have people in place before the season starts. Yeah, but, I'd rather I mean, wait and make sure we get the right guy. A guy that's going to hang about, as I've said before. Yeah, but... I, I don't disagree with any of that. However, this year, the it wasn't just, hey, we're going to get that type of player. It was, hey, we have a list of three players that we think are perfect for this. And it was, they struck out, mm. right? Like, yeah. and again, I know there's reasons. Don't get me wrong. Well, there's yeah, because I mean, two of them are staying in Europe with big teams. So Exactly, exactly. But it, it's again, it's a, it's a miss. It's a failure that they, they weren't able to... Like if they had said, "Hey, we have ten players we're looking at, and we hope we get one of them, or whatever," like, but it, I think they were so like maybe a little bit too confident that, "Hey, we're going to get one of these three players," and now they haven't, and it, yeah. again, it just doesn't look good. The aesthetics aren't good, but the the fact is that if they were, sometimes when you keep these things, uh, if you can keep these things more quiet, some teams don't even find out about the players and the misses and everything like that. The fans don't find yeah. out. Well, well, they wouldn't case, have, but, but they, they, they made that part of the, the conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and they, I feel they had to. That, that yeah. That's the thing as well. They basically had to do that. But, I mean, the big news off the pitch is the Whitecaps finally have their new media broadcasting deal. Sadly, it's not with AFTN. So what it is, it's a two-year deal signed with Chorus Entertainment and that will see live play-by-play on AM 7.30, which includes a one-hour pre-match show and a one-hour post-match show. Corey Basso and Colin Miller will still be doing the commentary for that. There'll be regular weekly programming and a coach's show on Global News Radio 980 CKNW. There'll be fresh content and promotional support throughout the year on CFOX 99.3 FM and The Rock 101. And there'll be ongoing television coverage on Global BC and on BC One. Now, now, what happens when there's like a really big like curling event? I think they're I, fine. I don't think there's any issue with these guys. What about when a, the pigskin people are playing? Again, no issue. Nothing's going to get nothing's going to get preempted on the radio there. Who, who would no. listen to curling on the radio? The kind of folk that would listen to curling on the radio is people that would sit and listen to people opening packets of football cards. Okay. And I don't think there's many of them. AM seven thirty is a, a traffic show. Uh, they do the traffic daily traffic or whatever. So oh, you actually, can combine that's, it. That's a that's a really good one because a lot of people listen to that in the mornings and coming back from work, so they can really advertise the Whitecaps games there. Um, so that and obviously N- NW ninety eight 
980, sorry, uh, NW980, they, they basically, that's the news program as well. So there's a lot of stuff that they could put there. So it's, it's a good way to advertise stuff like see Fox and rock 101. I'm not sure how much you're going to get from that. I don't know if that's the right demographic, but then it's, it's that maybe listen. that's what I'm thinking. It's variety. So maybe you're yeah. going for a, a different demographic. Maybe you're going for the younger audience that maybe wouldn't be switched on to, to some of the other stuff. Yeah, I, but I, yeah, you're 100% agree with that. But AM730 is probably the best one because a lot of people listen to that just for the traffic and you're going to get a lot of ears, basically. Steve, eyes and ears. Steve, you might have a better, I, I feel, I sense you have a better understanding of, of the the local broadcast scene and stuff. Um, yeah. Is it, is there any awkwardness to the fact that this is with Chorus Entertainment? Like like Bell is their major sponsor. I know Bell's pulled out of the out of the the community here when it comes to sports yeah. radio. Yeah, is, is is that awkward at all that they're with? Like I don't I don't think so. I I think they had to do it with. I think Bell probably understands that they have to do it with somewhere because they don't have any options with Bell. I don't. They they yeah, could have they could have gone somewhere. They could have gone to that Bell music station and put it back on there, but maybe Bell just just said no, we don't want to do it. So you're free to go wherever you want. Was, I, the comedy channel was not an option. No. That's I too bad. So. No. I think that was um, that was a good fit. Um, I maybe this entails eventually that they get a new sponsor on their jersey as well. Oh, maybe. maybe. The, I I do like the variety, and I I agree with you, Steve. I think it's a a good thing. I I'm more an eleven thirty guy. That's what what I listen to when I'm driving around yeah. for my my traffic and weather. But maybe maybe we will have some sort of mashups, and it will be like the Whitecaps have parked the bus. Just like the bus that has broken down on Granville Street tonight. And they can maybe kind of get that kind of worked in in some regard. I, I don't know. But I mean, I, I do think this is reaching all age groups, all demographics potentially. I mean, it's much like us. I mean, since we were on CITR, look how many students listen and write into our show just requesting songs from 1979. And I mean, so maybe it'll be the same for the Whitecaps. But... Let's get back to the actual on-pitch action. And Saturday saw the Whitecaps play their final two pre-season matches. They only had three. Really, it was one match and a scrimmage. I don't think you can really read too much into the the second game, which was really just a a run out for the younger guys, if if we're being honest. So I I still feel we're unbeaten in 2021. I'm I'm holding on to that. It was an entertaining 3-2 win over Chicago Fire. That kicked things off. Uh, from the, the doubleheader on Saturday. Same start in 11 as the 3-0 win over Real Monarchs on Tuesday, which was a, another solid and, and comfortable win. Eric Godoy was left back in Utah for precautionary reasons, and Tassane Ricketts and Derek Cornelius are kind of doing some rehab stuff. Now, Christian Dahomey opened up the scoring in the fifth minute. Chicago tied things up from the spot four minutes later. Cava restored the Caps' lead on the half-hour mark, before putting the Caps two ahead with a cracking free kick on the hour mark. Calvo pulled one back for Chicago with 12 minutes to go, but it was a good, solid win. A a performance with definite positives, some negatives. We'll give our thoughts on on what we made of the game in a sec, but before that, let's just hear some audio post-game from Mark DeSantis. Long time no speak. Been hanging out a lot. I I spoke more with you in the last three days than with my wife. Oh, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> so I mean the the, the game against uh, Chicago, 
last chance to have a look at, at who you've got in the group b- before the season gets underway. It seemed a pretty solid showing out there today. A lot of pluses. What, what did you make from the game? Exactly. It's uh, exactly like you said, a lot of pluses. Uh, we, But I, I'm not saying a lot of pluses, only Chicago. I think the day overall, what we wanted to achieve. But the negative, the big, the, I'll start with the, the, the big negative point was definitely the, the injury of Leo. And we wanted to leave all of this with no injuries. And uh, Leo was having an incredibly good preseason. He was uh, solid and to lose Leo is, is disappointing. Uh, let's see, we're going to get more on the, the status of his injury probably tomorrow. Uh, but I think that a lot of the things that we were we want to apply in our model of play, we show it against Chicago. Uh, a lot of exciting signs of a team that hasn't worked a lot together yet. Uh, but we have a core of guys that have been together and that and that helps. Um, you know, we 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 scored good goals. Uh, we we were aggressive, especially in the in the first half going forward. I think the moments of transition were really good. Uh, our reactions were good. Uh, our competitiveness was good. Um, but I, I still think that the two goals we conceded, we could have done a, a, a much better job. And it's good that there's also some negative points because you could keep everybody alert and keep working uh, towards the game against Portland. One of the big positives for me, the, the chemistry that already looks to be there in the attack Kava seems really fired up. His time away with Canada seems to have got that sharpness in that I think everyone was hoping for. What did you make of the interplay be- between the, the attacks in this game today? Yeah, I think uh, the dynamics that Dasho, Dader and Kava could create uh, are really good. Uh, they, they get along off the field. They're very good friends off the field. And then in the field, they, they try to to play in a way that they're never in the same position and they interchange a lot and there's a lot of mobility and speed going forward. Again, let me tell you this. I'm excited when the, the full picture of our team is going to be able to put to get to be put together. There's still, again, pieces missing. Uh, but what I have to highlight about our guys is that when we spoke about the, this game, uh, in the beginning of the day, we wanted to make sure that our mentality was the right one or our or way of going about things were the right one or professionalism was the right one. And we played like if three points were on the line. Uh, we know that while we're playing these games, Portland is playing Marathon on, on t- last Tuesday. They're playing Marathon again Tuesday. And they're playing to get rhythm, but also to qualify. Uh, for the next stage of Champions League. So we have that in the back of our head. So when we are in training or in exhibition games, we try to, to bring all our energy out. Cheers, Mark. MDS just giving his thoughts uh, on the the 3-2 win for the Caps over Chicago. What were your general thoughts on it, guys? It was promising. 
Um, the the way I look at preseason and and, and the way the uh, two parts of it kind of work out, attack and defending, is I feel attack is more chemistry, inventiveness, and being creative and stuff like that. Whereas defending is being uh, is consistent, being like working with the same people over and over again, and and kind of working the kinks out there. So in that way, I like the fact that they were able to score some nice goals and create some chances. And the defending, I think, will come as they get used to playing with each other. I, I think it's it's a little bit difficult too because one of the four that are going to be at the at the back are is not even there yet. Uh, yeah. Gaspar. So it's just a matter well, of getting Ali's them in. Ali's not there. either, really. Depending on on what role Ali plays, I mean, you're yeah, missing him true. and Eric Godoy as well. So I mean, you could, you could actually say three of the what we expect to be the back four weren't there. And even the back the backup to the backup and Cornelius or whatever is <laughs> yeah. not right either. So um, it's just a matter of getting that start start sorted out. So I thought Max Capo played well for you know the fact that he was playing with uh, the the guys that were in front of him. He's not obviously used to some of them there, um, but it's just a matter of getting everything together. The midfield was solid, but Again, we need the, that couple of more um, guys that can push the ball up the field. And and I thought the attack was fantastic. The home, you're right. The homeless goal was really good. I thought the third goal was uh, really like that was a nice strike from Cava. Yeah. And that was a, and getting a almost at every there was a, a basically a break goal, um, a free kick goal, and a goal off a set piece. So it was like almost everything you want. Yeah, our bingo card was well ticked off. The only, sorry, the only thing you wanted was a goal in build up. That's a, we've never, we haven't had that for a while, and I think we're missing a midfield for that. I, I agree with you uh, on some of that. I, I think you're right, Steve. Preseason is about getting all those uh, those patterns and uh, cohesion and chemistry is really, really important. And that's why, like I said earlier, it's, it's kind of disappointing that not all the pieces are in place and, and able to play. And again, there's legitimate reasons for that, but it is kind of frustrating because there's no way that Ranko and Rose can be your starting center back pair. Um, and yeah, I think it's likely that, you know, Ali and, uh, Bruno, uh, you know, um, take up those fullback spots. So, but, but you're, you're right. Pro- I mean, there's, there, there was promising signs. Uh, the fact that they scored three goals is uh, in two games in a row, uh, is encouraging. Um, the fact that Cavallini, I think aided by his time with Canada, uh, is scoring is great. Uh, yeah, I think those are, those are some positive, I think on the, on, uh, you want to transition to the negatives, Michael? Because I disagree with you, some of you guys, on the positives. Well, just before we get to the negatives, I just want to talk a couple, a little bit about Dahomey. And, like, that goal, just, he outpaced two defenders, he showed poise, he showed confidence, he buried that. Kava, as you said, kind of got a little bit of the rust off with Canada. He had a good pre-season last year and then didn't really get a chance to hit the ground running because after two games, the season was, was on hold. And I think that kind of hindered him a bit. So I don't really think we got to see the cover that we were expecting last year. Can I disagree with both of you on the opening goal? Yeah. Like, it's one of those things, like, yeah, obviously, you can only beat what's in front of you. But that goal comes from, a, a, like, just a horrible, horrible defensive gap by, I can't even remember which defender. The homemade, the, the guy, I don't know if he whiffed on it or the, the homemade touched it by him and he had a feeble... I think he just touched it by him. I mean, I I don't know. Is that guy has that guy slept since since then? Like that that's a that's a nightmare and a shocker. Like it was so bad. I mean, again, he ran the the field and finished it nicely and stuff. But that like to me, that's but 
That's but, MLS. We're gonna you gotta ha- expect that to, from MLS defenders that that's gonna happen. So you have to be the thing that I like about it is that he didn't mess it up, and yeah, he was able to finish it. And I, I, I'm gonna that's what you I, want. like in the past we've seen that where uh, Whitecaps had an opportunity like that and somebody messed it up, like Darren I, Maddox going offside and stuff. Like yeah, that. no, I, I don't I don't disagree with you on the, on like the finish and stuff. I just I can't call that a, a nice or a special goal when I know it's created by this huge huge gap by a defender the, the attacking, well, well taken sure oh, but yeah and that's what you want i mean the, the attack's looking sharp now steve a couple of shows ago was talking about like the interchanging of the front three and kind of just moving out and stuff mds talked about that post game as well and it's like they're they're looking sharp up front they're switching positions they're doing well They've got a chemistry going, obviously, Caicedo and Dahomey's got the, the Colombian connection, with Cava basically also being South American, just the amount of time that he's, he's spent down there. That connection, their style of play, it's 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 early, and you don't want to get carried away, because we've been there before with the Whitecaps. It's exciting as to what that those three players could be to this team. Then add in this missing number 10, that looks an electric front line, one of the one of the best in the West. I'll I'll stick my head out and see. Even if you even adding uh, Kyo and mm. the other pieces in the midfield should help because I agree agree with Steve said the the midfield. Uh, I think Steve said earlier the midfield is not was not firing. It was it was all the offense. Like there was no goal from nice build up. You know, kind yeah. Of, right. So that that hopefully that only makes them better. But uh, yeah, you don't want the season to go where they're relying on the front three to create and and um, create everything. So let, let's turn to the, the negatives then. Um, Steve's touched on that, a few of them. The defensive play showed some concerns because the, the goals were, were poor. Poor penalty to get given away. Calvo really shouldn't have jumped unchallenged between two guys to head home pinpoint cross from Pineda though I mean it was a fantastic cross but I mean even even with that on the opening goal that was poor distribution from Max wasn't it like that that's what started a little bit a little bit but I still think with Bikel I think it was that gave away the penalty like I don't know where his elbow was going like he, he was like flailing like a chicken or something like that it was oh, a chicken I, I agree that was incredibly foolish was but completely unnecessary yeah but but the like Max's, I think, was a throw. I think it was. I think it was a throw. It was just so bad. Like it, it like it might have they, slipped out of his hand. They, they, win, the, they win the ball. They have possession, and he like then just throws it right back to them. And and I think the response of the of Bikel and the players was, was a little bit like they were caught off guard because they lost possession so quickly, which I don't think helped the decision making on the uh, no. You know, they said it was a little dewy in Chicago. So maybe that had something. Oh, really? It was yeah. an early start too. The game. Yeah, and then it had rained for oh, the yes. second game yeah. and stuff as yeah. well. So the the other big thing coming out of it, as MDS touched upon there. Now we're recording this on the Sunday, so by the time this comes out, the news is probably out as to to what his condition is. But Leo Russo went off in the first half, hamstring tweak. MDS not sounding that optimistic about it post game, but I mean that's a blow. Because he's a guy that I feel we didn't really get to see what he could do last year. So you're yeah. hoping that, much like Dahomey, that he's settled now and that we're going to see the best of Uwusso this year, which is still lots of time. And a hamstring tweak's not going to keep him out for too, too long, hopefully, if that is all it is. But it's a blow when you're still 
you're looking at him as possibly being one of the midfield guys. The flip side, it might give somebody like Michael Baldissimo a big, a big opportunity. For sure, and I, I, it's it's just a matter. Like I think he 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 took the corner that set up the second goal too. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. it was a lovely delivery so it was a, it from was it. A nice delivery. Um, yeah, some he's one of those guys that never really got his feet going mm-hmm. uh, last year. It was just I think it was because of the start and stop, start and stop. And if it was a more consistent season, we might like the the season would played out consistent like it would normally would. Um, I think we would have probably seen better from him. Yeah, we, 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 I just hope that he doesn't turn into Michael's new sick note because, yeah, he has been really injury uh, prone in his limited I'm worried time. about that with Eric Godoy, I've got to say. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I messaged you about that right away. Yeah, that's like. So they're battling. Like very for, concerning. They're battling like, for who gets to be called sick note from you. Well, once Michael calls somebody's career potentially over, then he <laughs> turns around and we're, the player's usually good. Maybe I should just do that for all the guys. But I mean, Awuso and Kyle could have been a very exciting six and eight combo, just kind of switching positions and stuff. And well, like I don't. You were on the call with MDS. Was he more concerned about a long term thing or for the? No, he said of the he they basically won't know. But he signed it. He just he signed it down. He said the the key thing to get out from this match was no injuries. Yeah, and they've and, got and, this and, one. And we don't know how bad the injury is. He could no. have just and the, t- the time this comes out, folk will know. And yeah. last little thing I'll say on this. It's kind of a negative, but it's also a concern. And we've touched on it about the fact that there's so many guys missing. So you're missing the chance to get the chemistry and get the, the rhythm built with the guys that you expect to be the starters. The flip side of that is the guys that are going to be playing in these first few weeks, they're going to get some chemistry and some rhythm going. But then what my con- the concern with that is we've got a break coming up May 22nd. And then we'll probably have all our guys ready to go. But then it could be a case that you've got a team that's built up some chemistry and built up some rhythm, and then you're going to change it out again to get these other guys coming in, and then you're having to start from from scratch again. So it's, it's, it's again, another stop-start, stop-start season. Then we've got another break coming up as well, and not as big one in July. It's just trying to keep the momentum going with all the guys coming in and out. It's it's like it's like from your conversation with MDS from last week, right? When you look back at last year with all the different breaks and all the different things and how that kind of impacted things, right? He he talked about how, um, you know, uh, the season being paused, obviously uh, playing and having a massive impact. But then going to Orlando, but not everyone going to Orlando, and how that wasn't a relational issue in the in the amongst the players amongst the squad, but in playing it caused huge huge problems. Or not a huge problem. They got significant problems for them, uh, and yeah, you kind of hope that they don't experience something similar with these little, uh, little w- these little windows here at the beginning of, of the year. I mean, just as, as a typical example, I think everyone's expecting Bruno Gaspar to be the the main starting right back. Obviously, with games coming thinking fast, they'll Jake will get minutes this year. But you're going to be starting this season with Jake at right back. So the team's going to be building up some chemistry and some rhythm with the way that Jake plays and having him in there. Then you're going to be switching him out for Gaspar that's going to be a slightly different player. And it's whether they keep that same kind of chemistry and rhythm going after that. I guess we'll find out. It's a, it's a nice problem to have if all the guys are playing well and having a good chemistry. But it is what it is. 
The second game, of course, on Saturday saw a very young Whitecap side go down to, to India 11, 2 0. Couple of good goals from Jordan Hamilton. Jordan Hamilton, Jordan Hamilton, the Jordan Hamilton. You seem a big fan of Jordan Hamilton. He's a good Canadian kid. He's still really young as well. Like, he's 25. And I think he's got a point to prove. Martin Rennie had said in the build up to this that he feels. A number of MLS teams in particular have maybe slept on Jordan mm -hmm. Hamilton as to what he can do. So, I mean, Hamilton's going to be playing with a, a point to prove this year, and he's already well, done that against an MLS team of wasn't sorts. He in, wasn't he in um, Columbus at the end of last year? Yes. He was on the bench or anything on the 18, but he no. was definitely... I remember seeing him on the, on the field after the game. But, I mean, so, uh, you can't take too, too much from that because it was all the young guys. But I, I, just to finish on one point, I'm... I'm a little concerned for Theo Bear, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Theo in the next part, but he didn't have a great showing with the under-23s. He hasn't had a great showing in, in the Whitecaps game so far. It's a big, big year for him. He needs to really start doing more, or he's in danger of just falling out of getting minutes this year. Steve, did Michael just replay a clip from last year or the year before? I might be here. <laughs> I, yeah. I I I know we're going to talk about him, but listen, he was playing with younger players. I felt like their 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 ability to get forward and complete passes were was against uh, Indy Eleven, who are much better organized, uh, was very difficult. And so I'm not overly concerned. I want to see. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. This is, uh, I I do agree that he needs to show something this year in order to have some like, I, get I, something going. I agree with my with Michael's concern. It, it, it should be concerning that he didn't do more. With, with the, the Canadian team or didn't show more. His performances uh, weren't uh, up to uh, his best, I would say. Um, and then coming into a, a game like this, this is the game where he needed to like lead from the front, from his experience, his maturity, um, and playing against, yes, a, a lower league side. Like he, I think he, he should have had a better performance. I think he should have been motivated. You know, uh, we, we talked, uh, I don't know, a few episodes ago or whatever, but some different players in their times in Vancouver and how some were not motivated when they were playing for WFC two or whatever, but you like, it feels like he was given an opportunity to play a leadership role in that side, along with people like, you know, Newton and maybe Metcalf and whatever, and, and didn't, didn't fail to impress essentially. And I, I feel bad for, I feel bad for him in that. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Michael. He needs to show more this year and he needs to fight harder maybe than he's ever fought before because yeah, it looks like if he, if he doesn't, he, he probably, or he, I think it'll, I think he won't be a Jordan Hamilton who has a, a opportunity to, to get back up quickly. I think he, he'll have to go to an even lower quote unquote, lower level uh, elsewhere to, to kind of rebuild or restart or reignite his, his career. But the game itself, uh, happy for Martin Rennie, happy, happy for Gershon Kofi. Um, I know they're playing against younger opposition, but uh, I think that won't matter to them. They'll be happy with uh, their result and uh, the preparation for their season. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what Indy do this year. I'll be keeping a close watch on them. But I mean, the young guys give a good show and full credit to them. There, there's some good prospects out there. Who did impress, sorry, I was say, who, who did impress you from that? I, I like the look of Campania, oh, the, yeah. the centre-back. He's yep. somebody that the club seemed very, very high on. They are. They've been actually high on him for a few years, even when he was in the U15s. 
Habadala, of course, showed a, yeah. a, a few good bits as well. But I thought, like, I thought Metcalf and Baldy, they did not bad because I mean, with a Russo they're, injured they're, now, they've got a chance of maybe getting minutes. Actually, f- Frankie Fashionary, I, I thought was yeah. was pretty good as well. Him man, he's playing, together. Was he playing right back? Was yeah. he playing right back? I, th- I think he was playing out of position. Yeah, yeah. he's a centre back. So yeah. But I mean, he he had a pretty good show. I mean, overall, I mean, the guys gave a, a good account of himself. Also, like let's not forget John Herdman's kid as well, Jay Herdman. Oh right, yes. Yeah, yeah. He, when he yeah. came on against Chicago, he actually he didn't mind putting he, himself about a little bit, and he he looks a good prospect. And he he's only sixteen, I believe. Yeah. So he's been he's been high up there too. I mean, all this talent coming through—it's really exciting for the Whitecaps. But again, as we talked a little bit with MDS about in the last show. What do you do with these guys? Where do you play them? This shows so much the need to have a second team, a reserve team. There's going to be a reserve league. They can't play this year. The local leagues, we don't know what's happening with them. They have to get something sorted because these guys have to get minutes. MDS said they're looking at all possibilities, whether it's within Canada, within North America, Europe, whatever. These guys need to play. Yeah, and and the thing is, hopefully, maybe uh, maybe they could do. Some, like I know some players are very young. Maybe they could do it at like a distant schooling or something like that, and they could possibly stay with the team in real. So, like that would be ideal. I don't know if that's possible or not. Not to go down this too far, but it's interesting too from your conversation with MDS. You talked about the limitations and the unknowns, even with loaning them out, right? Like, um, you know, uh, Canadian Premier League last year, Loney's got like seven to ten games. Yeah. Right, so is that enough? Oh, I mean, th- this year they're hoping for a full season, but the way right. things are going across the country, it's getting harder and harder to see that. Exactly. So it's, it's it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do in terms of, of development. Yeah, and I mean the the White Caps have been linked to joining BC League One. They've been linked with this new D two league that's been looking to get set up in Western Canada. They've pulled out of that. So it's like they're, they're not going to be part of that. That's that's for definite right now. At halftime or? It's kind of halftime in negotiation, so perhaps. So as we mentioned there, in goals for the Whitecaps in that game against India 11 was Evan Newton. We know what he can do between the sticks. We heard from him on the podcast a, a few episodes ago. But the one burning question that remains is, does Evan Newton fancy a chocolate digestive? Let's find out. Because you're, you're officially not a white cap until you've answered this, this first question, which is, if you're sitting at home, you decide to have a hot beverage, what would be your hot beverage of choice? A tea, a coffee, a hot chocolate, something more exotic? Oh, man. Um, I used to be a coffee guy. I actually never was a coffee guy. And then uh, maybe 2017, I started getting into coffee for about two years. Not that I don't like it anymore. I just um, I read a book about a year and a half ago called The Medical Medium. Just uh, I, I just I was feeling real like for about a year and a half. I was feeling like all out of sorts, like my just mentally, my body, like my like everything. And I was like, man, am I just like old or, you know, falling apart? Like, I don't know what's going on. And I just really, it's just like a, it's, it's basically like a health book kind of. And um, he just talks about how foods can like heal in certain ways. And so I've actually totally X'd um, coffee out and a lot of other things. But 
a hot beverage. I mean, I, if it's the winter, I mean, every now and again, maybe indulge in a hot chocolate, even though that's not really on the health benefits either. But, um, but tea is not bad. I started doing some tea uh, a little bit like at night uh, this past year with some lemon and stuff. So I, I guess I'd have to go with tea um, in my very drawn out answer there. If you've cut things out, I'm going to guess you've probably cut sugar and, and sweet crap and stuff like that out. But like, do you have a sweet tooth if you're having a tea or back in the day when you were having a coffee, would you have like a biscuit or a cookie or something like that with it? Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a foodie. I would say like, I like trying new foods and I like, you know, foods. Um, and, and so like, I mean, I don't, the thing is I, I don't cut everything out. Like I, you know, I like to give myself a cheat day every week or 10 days, you know, like you have to, you have to just kind of like, like give yourself one day to kind of, you know, let the mind go a little bit. Cause it's a, it's a grueling like business in terms of like regimented and have to stay very focused. So you gotta let your mind go every now and again to recharge. So it's a lot of other things. Like I don't do corn anymore. I don't do, there's like obviously no soy and then nothing with corn in it. Um, I, I don't do any, um, like milk or cheese or dairy. The only cheese I'll do is like, um, a pizza every now and again or something like on a cheat day. Um, I, I don't eat much meat anymore. I've started implementing a little bit back into my diet actually, like that I, that I know like my body deals with, like I realize my body doesn't deal with chicken great over, over like kind of going through these processes. So like, um, but steak, I, I, I think my body handles well and I like, and feel good after that. And, and, uh, like Turkey and stuff, but yeah, just stuff like that. Like I don't do eggs anymore. No eggs. What do um, you eat? What's left to eat? I, I, I do, I do celery juice every morning before, like on an empty stomach, I do like 16 ounces of celery just down the pipe and, uh, or the hatch or whatever you want to call it. So, and you know, it's, it's really helped me just like feel a lot better, man. It's like, I feel young again and just feel good again, man. Like, I was getting a lot of brain fog, fatigue, like just mental, like forgetting things like I shouldn't forget. And just like, I was getting anxiety. I never had that before in my life. I'm a pretty calm guy. But so it's just like really like helped me just feel so much better, man. And, um, and, and there's no like program he puts you on. He just gives you like information, you know what I mean? And you can, it's, he's like a medical medium. So like you either believe it or you don't, but. Um, it's really helped me and I know a lot of other guys that have read it and like implement their life and they feel a lot better as well and, and feel great. So who, who is it? Who's, what's the name of the guy? Because this, like, and this is going way off tangent, but my wife has also, like, she's been having anxiety the last couple of years and brain fogs and forgetfulness. And I'm just wondering if this might help her a little bit. Yeah, the book's called Medical Medium. Uh, you can follow him on uh, Instagram as well. To be honest, I forget his name because I just know him as that. Uh, but it's just the medical medium on Instagram. And he has like three or four books. Like the the first main book is just called that. And then the, he has one on like the full celery juice and like a full book on like celery juice and stuff and what it does and how it helps and different like fasts and things you can do. He has um, one on liver health and and um thyroid like all this stuff like that so he has about five books i think uh something around there but yeah he's just huge on like gut health and like and huge on just uh especially like eating organically now and this, this day and age with like so much processed stuff and how like how chemicals and different things can affect your your body and you know there's and and your and your brain like you get you know metal little metal 
you know, from like mercury and different things like in your brain that you got to like, you know, can, you can help kind of clear out with certain foods and it's just crazy, man. Um, and again, it's either you believe or you don't, I guess. But, uh, for me, I, I, I tried it for a while and, and it's really helped me and I feel great. So, um, yeah, man, it, it was something maybe to look into. Yeah. It's more expensive though. Cause you got to eat like, you know, he, he urges you to eat like, or, you know, very organic. He doesn't say like, don't eat meat. He just says like, if you like meat, then like maybe try to cut it to once a day or so. Um, but yeah, the big, the big stuff for him is like no corn, no, uh, eggs, the celery juice in the mornings, um, limited meat and fish, stuff like that. Uh, just depending on like how you feel and obviously sugar, like is, you know, low, no, like sugar is terrible. And, um, and stuff like that, man. There's like kind of like some main four or five things. And then the rest is like more specific to like what you're feeling, you know? Fascinating. It's like <laughs> I, we've gone way off tangent with what I was going to ask. But yeah, we're going like... rogue here. We're going rogue. Yeah. Anyone fancy a chocolate digestive? Anyone fancy a chocolate digestive? Evan Newton there, very healthy man, way, way healthier than me and my diet. I think everyone can work that out by now. But those games at the weekend were the last games that the Whitecaps have before the MLS season gets underway at the weekend. Not ideal preparation, just being able to get three matches in, one of them basically just being a, a scrimmage for the younger guys. So it's, it's going to be challenging, we know that, as we... We head into the, the start of this season. It's going to take a few weeks to get the team up to speed, get some of the guys in the mix that's going to really be the, the first team starters as the season goes on. Our opponents, though, on Sunday, Portland Timbers, completely different from them. They've already had two competitive games under their belt in the CONCACAF Champions League. Two-all draw in Honduras against Marathon last week, followed up by a very, very impressive 5-0 win on Tuesday night against Marathon in the second leg at a sun-baked Providence Park. So jealous. Fans in the stands at Piggy Park, getting the game there, getting back to some kind of normality. A normality that we seem just so far away from here in BC at the moment. But fingers crossed that will be Vancouver again one day soon. Also on the pitch, Portland seem miles ahead of where the Whitecaps are just now. That was a performance against Marathon that saw a sharp, a hungry, a clinical and a very fast-paced Portland Timbers team. A little bit wary as to what that's going to look like when they, they take on the Whitecaps on Sunday. We'll kind of get into our, our full preview of that in one of the future episodes this week. But it was a 5-0 shellacking of Marathon we knew what the time was. It was five past the Honduran side. Yimmy Chara, hat-trick. Diego Valeri with one goal. Marvin Loria with the fifth late in the game to kind of make it a 5-0 win for Portland. They look very good. These games that they've had, these competitive games, sets them up nicely for the MLS season. You can play as many pre-season games as you want, but getting actual competitive games that mean something... That there's no replacement for that. And that, that was something that I asked Gio Savarese after the game. Here's what he had to tell me. 
dead. It's going down. It's going down. I'm yelling timber. Hi there, Geo. It's a very busy month, obviously, coming up for the team MLS season, starting at the weekend. Can you talk a little bit about how this prepares you better for the season to come, as opposed to just sort of playing pre-season friendlies? And in particular, going into that game on Sunday against Vancouver, a team that maybe is nowhere near the level that you guys are at just now. I think the fact that we've been able to compete uh, at the moment is a good help for us to feel that at least we have been able to get some you know games to two games uh that counted two games in which we um had to perform and uh, the guys did very well so i think that is a, a positive uh, for us nevertheless managing uh mls and, and uh, conquer champions is not easy um but the mentality that we have in the team uh, gives me the feeling that everybody wants to contribute, as we saw today. You know, the guys that come came from the from the bench um, really came into the game strong, and this is very important for us to be able to make sure that we can stay competitive in in, uh, in MLS, especially starting as you mentioned against Vancouver this this weekend. We know there's going to be a tough match. We know that uh, now they're going to be playing uh, in a different venue, and uh, and they have made some uh, important signings as well so we expect you know to be a very competitive match but the fact that we played two games already i think is a is a very positive thing for us to to have done so far it's going down it's going down I'm yelling timber geo savarese there talking about the timbers very impressive 5-0 win over marathon and concacaf champions league action on tuesday night what will sunday have in store will they maybe have tired themselves out can the Whitecaps defence cope with all that? Well, that's something we're going to delve into in a future episode this week. So that is it for the first of our daily shows that we're going to bring you in the build-up to first kick on Sunday. Hope you've enjoyed it. We're going to be back tomorrow with a kind of season preview for the Whitecaps and making some bold predictions as well. So you don't want to miss that. Just before we go, though, guys, let everyone know where they can find you online, starting with Steve. You can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat. You can find me back on Twitter at ZacharyAM. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. Read our stuff on the website, AFTN.ca. And as I said, give us a follow on YouTube, AFTN Canada, and Instagram, AFTN Soccer. As always, thank you so much for listening. Take care and stay safe, guys. And mon the caps. Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life.
Et...